0: I want to take just a moment once we're set here, um, just to be still before the Lord and to wait on the Holy Spirit for a moment. I pray that each of you would just ask the Lord to speak to each of us today. Um, I've prepared words, but only the Holy Spirit can provide power. Amen. One of the hardest things for us to do sometimes is to wait in silence. With Reformation Saturday coming up in uh, a couple of weeks, I've been doing some study this past week about how our representative government was formed, and after that took place after a great revival took place in the mid-1700s in America. I began reading a book about an evangelist that was at the heart of those revivals in both America and in England. At the time, he was perhaps the most famous man on the planet, certainly the most celebrated preacher of the time. And many of you, I'm sure, know of him, but for many, he's all but forgotten. His name was George Whitefield, that's the name, uh, the way his name was spelled, but it was also spelled Whitfield, so I'm assuming that it must have been pronounced, or he liked it pronounced Whitfield, but I may go back and forth. Um, If George Whitfield had not answered God's call to come to America from England to preach, we may not have had the great revival of the mid-1700s that swept our country and we may not have had the American Revolution as a result. George Whitfield was born in England in 1714, and he lived for only 56 years. He gave his life to Christ at the age of 21, but he began to wrestle with God at about the age of 18 and fervently sought him uh, through prayer and uh, days and then weeks of fasting. But he came to that place that peace in his soul at the age of 21. And in 1736 he was ordained to preach by the Anglican Church. Within a year his sermons had set England ablaze. And he soon made plans to travel to America to preach. He set sail in the December of 1737 at the young age of 23. Can y'all hear me okay? All mine. Okay. We'll assume so. Great. Now, Whitfield was recognized as the finest preacher of his age and perhaps one of the greatest orators and preachers in history. His preaching in the American colonies led to the great awakening of the 1740s. He described his ministry, though, this way. I preach as a dying man to dying men. What a powerful way to to think of our ministry, we are all but beggars telling another beggar where we found bread. Whitfield had great passion, and he had one of the strongest, most melodic voices, they say, that people had ever heard. And as someone who does some voiceover work and things, and I'm so enthralled with that, what his voice must have sounded like. And I look forward to communicating with him someday face-to-face. Benjamin Franklin was so enthralled with his voice at one event. Uh, He spoke to over 20,000 people in Philadelphia, and Benjamin Franklin was so enthralled with his voice, he decided to do some scientific experiments and figure out how far his voice would carry and how many people he could speak to without amplification, which they, of course, didn't have. I computed that he might well be heard by more than 30,000 people, Benjamin Franklin recorded. He regularly attracted tens of thousands of people to hear him speak, and there was also always accompanied by a great harvest of souls. Stephen Mansfeld, in his book, Forgotten Founding Father, noted this about Whitefield. He preached more than 18,000 sermons in his lifetime. He rose at four in the morning, was often preaching by five, and seldom spent less than 40 hours a week in the pulpit. In fact, the day of his son's funeral, he, they only had one child, and at five months old, his son died. The day of his son's funeral, he preached three times and was preaching as the bells rang for the service itself. He traveled to America seven times, to Scotland more than a dozen times, And he made other trips to Ireland, Bermuda, and Holland. Add to this the time spent on letters, journals, personal counseling sessions, building schools, orphanages, training leaders, and just the busyness of getting from one place to another in the 18th century. And it becomes very clear that George Whitefield's life was a continuous explosion of divine energy. Charles Spurgeon wrote, he lived. Other men seem to be only half alive. The Whitefield is all life, force, wing, fire. It was true. George Whitefield was spiritual, fire in motion, energy personified. It's hard to find an equally productive man in the pages of church history. One thing particularly amazing to me, he preached without notes. You know I'm glued to mine, but... Uh, And he would wait before he would speak in silence before the Lord in the pulpit until the Holy Spirit said now, until the Holy Spirit said speak. I think we would agree that we're living in a time where we need another great awakening. We have a lot of people talking about being woke. We need to be woke in the spirit of God. We need a harvest of souls to the glory of Christ. We need men and women who are willing to give all that they have to God to see him move in their midst. George Whitfield was one of those heroes of the faith, that great cloud of witnesses that we draw comfort and challenge from at the same time. I highly recommend the book. It's both inspiring and convicting. It was George Whitfield's all-in commitment in following Christ and pursuing him at all costs that I want to relate to this morning's message. Look with me at Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 through 28. From prison, the Apostle Paul writes, Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation for you, and that too from God. If we look earlier in the chapter, Paul makes this most rememberable statement in verse 21, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And in verse 23, he declares that he is hard-pressed from both directions, having the desire on one hand to depart and be with Christ, and at the same time to yet remain on in the flesh, to continue the work of building up the body of Christ. Paul is torn regarding place, but not regarding purpose. Paul saying, I'm here even though I want to be there. But I'm here to pray for you, to challenge you, to encourage you in order to present you to Christ because we are participating together in the gospel, verse 5. And you are partakers of grace with me, and I have you in my heart, verse 8. Paul's in prison, but his circumstances do not control his his attitude or impede his joy. He's joyful because the gospel is being preached And others have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear, verse 14, because of his imprisonment. He says, for to me, I don't know about you, but for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. This is the way he chooses to live his life. This refocusing of purpose and passion sets us up for his admonition in verses 27 and 28. That first word of that verse, we can skip right over, but it it contains so much power. Only. Only. What is God saying in that word only? Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Some other versions state the beginning of the verse as only let your manner of life. What does the word only signify? Only conduct yourselves. Is Paul continuing a thought from verse 26 or is he making a new declarative statement? I think it's the latter. He's commending an all-consuming, all-inclusive refocusing of priorities of the believer and of the church. Only do this. Only live this way. Do not try to live two lives. We cannot have one foot in heaven and the other in the world and be worthy of the gospel of Christ. We cannot straddle the fence and be worthy. As someone once said, the only result of standing in the middle of the road is you get hit by traffic coming from both directions. We cannot be carnal and at the same time be counted worthy of Christ. Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Well how do we do this? How do we how can we be this? It's the work of God in the life of a willing, surrendered believer that changes a life and empowers us to live and walk and conduct our lives in a way that's worthy. God calls us. We have to respond. Can you imagine saying no to Jesus? Can you imagine saying no to Jesus? But we do it. Everyone that ever encountered Jesus was compelled to make a decision. They either passionately loved him or they vehemently hated him. There's no middle ground. Jesus demands decision. But following Christ is not a one-time decision, as we know. It's a daily dying to ourselves in order to follow him that requires many decisions. The first decision to trust Christ seals our eternity, our relationship with God. The way we live the rest of our lives determines our reward in his service. And the goal of obtaining a reward is not to have it, but to be able to cast it before the the Lord, to give it back in worship and adoration. In Philippians 3.20, Paul gives us a perspective that aids in our only focus. It says, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We must continually remember that as believers in and followers of Jesus, our true citizenship is in heaven. The gospel of Christ is is the constitution, if you will, of our homeland and our heavenly citizenship. The only thing that we must concern ourselves and conduct ourselves with is being worthy of that citizenship, and conveying it to the world in such a way that others will be compelled to join us in the faith transaction that leads to life. However, let's consider the word worthy. It's important to note that being worthy of the gospel does not mean that we deserve it. No, far be it. This word worthy means it's fitting or befitting. It's representative of the gospel. So only is placing all focus and energies on conducting our lives in a manner that is appropriate to or that befits the gospel. Here's a powerful example of what worthy means. In Matthew 10, 37 through 38, Jesus said, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter More than me. Is not worthy of me. Being worthy of Jesus. Means valuing Jesus. More than father. Mother. Son. Daughter. I consider Jesus. Of greater worth than my mother. Than my father. My son or my daughter. That's getting really. (laughs) Personal. The summation of the Christian life. The only that Paul speaks of in Philippians 1.27, I believe, is to live as citizens of heaven, in the world but not of it, with the gospel of Christ as the center of all that we desire, all that we think, all that we do, all that we aspire to. If we can grasp this and let go of the encumbrances and the sin that so easily entangles us in the world, we can radically transform our relationship with Christ and, as a result, the world around us. Living in such a way that we represent and visualize to the world that Christ is more valuable to us, he is worth more to us than everything else in the world, more than life itself. George Whitfield struggled with sin just as we do. His story of struggle before totally surrendering to Christ is relatable to us all. During that time of his young life, he said, I made great proficiency in the school of the devil. (laughs) He was not a godly man from the start. He had a radical change of his life. And there was a book at that time that had a profound impact on his life. In his book, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life, published in 1729, The author, William Law, insisted that true godliness is evident in a man who lives no longer in his own will or the way and spirit of the world, but to the sole will of God who considers God in everything, who serves God in everything, who makes all the parts of his communion life parts of piety by doing everything in the name of God and under such rules as are comfortable to his glory. This is at the heart of only the surrender of will and consecration of the heart. Now, one of the many benefits of surrendering all to God and conducting our lives in a manner that communicates the value that we place on the gospel of Christ, not only peace and and love and all the things, the fruits of the spirit, one of the other benefits is that we will in no way be alarmed by our detractors or opponents. As Philippians 1.28 says, in other words, we will not live in fear of them, for there's nothing they can do to us. If God be for us, who can be against us, right? And the result of this is that our fearlessness will be a sign of destruction for them and an outward sign of inward salvation for us, as well as an encouragement for the body of Christ. I want us to be encouraged, and I want us to be built up in our faith that God is for us, and he is working in us, and he wants to work through us to accomplish his purposes. This is the way it's been. Nothing's changed. This is our pilgrimage. Our focus must be on the proclamation of the gospel of Christ. We must value the gospel above all else in our lives, even willing to lay down our lives for it. Chapter 1 of Philippians concludes in verse 29. For to you it has been granted for Christ's sake not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. Times of suffering may come for us, but we're people of the cross, yes? Our trust is in Christ and Christ alone. Our citizenship is in heaven. This earth is not our home. May the Lord equip us for the work of the ministry and empower us to a faithful witness of the goodness and grace of God. Living in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ is valuing him above every other relationship, every other pursuit, every other passion, every other pastime that we value or possess. This is to be our focus in life, our only. But where are we in this pilgrimage home? As George Whitfield said, it's very easy talking what we can bear and what we can do, but let God lay his hand on us and we shall see what we are. This is where the rubber hits the road. As an evangelist once said, where the fur hits the fan and the nitty hits the gritty. Are we willing to allow God, much less ask God, to lay his hand on us and show us what we are? I wonder if we're willing to labor in prayer and spiritual discipline, as Whitefield did. Stephen Mansfeld in the book noted, George Whitfield lived only 56 years and ministered publicly, publicly for only 34 of those years. Yet during that time, He changed the course of nations, founded institutions that survive to this day, and he dug wells of revival that refresh us even now. All this was possible because Whitefield believed that to lose one's life for Jesus meant surrendering every moment of the time in which that life is measured. It's why we always said to those who urged him to slow. It's why he always said to those that urged him to slow down. It is better to wear out than to rust out. This morning. In this moment. Will we dare to ask God to reveal to us. The encumbrances that we're holding on to. So we can give them to him in order that he will Only we'll be able to only conduct our lives in a manner worthy of him. By the grace of God, we've gathered together with the purpose of propelling one another towards godliness and truth. It's good to see your faces. We've gathered to ask the Lord in humility for forgiveness, to repent, to release that which we cling to, and in letting go to pursue the deeper things of God. In closing, I'd like us to sing a hymn together that I'm sure most of us know. And if you'd like prayer this morning, you can lift your hand and those that can see it will pray for you. The Lord will see it. We'll have our eyes closed. The Lord will see it, but he already knows what's in your heart. He will hear our pleas. And let us as the body of Christ pray for one another that we could let go and let him have his way completely again we've been here many times before but the lord's calling us deeper i believe revival that we want begins with us for me to live is christ and to die is gain we're practicing social distancing towards one another but the lord is not the lord is near to us let us draw near to him So as we close our eyes and open our hearts, let's sing together, I Surrender All. Ask Bill to come and lead us. Find us on page uh, 28.
1: be thy place
2: Let it be our experience that the things of this world, um, in comparison to the glory of Jesus Christ and knowing him, let the things of this world, Lord, take their proper place, subject to Lord Jesus. And we see them, Lord, for what they are. They are they're your temporary blessings in our lives, Lord, to, to live this life under your 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 common grace, Lord, to every person. And yet, Lord, your special grace is given through the Lord Jesus to us. Lord, what have we to gain to pursue worldly endeavor at the expense of pursuing Christ? We have nothing to gain and everything to lose. Lord, you are the most joyous, the most glorious, the kindest, the most perfect being. And you offer to give us your peace. You offer to give us your joy to go along with the fact, Lord, that you have assigned to us your righteousness. Why would we hold on to anything other than what you have given us? Lord, let us surrender to you. Surrender our fears, as we talked about earlier, or to send. There's, surrender, Lord, our apathy and our our wickedness, Lord, just the 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 indolence in our heart, Lord, the the fact that we would turn away from life itself, Lord. We want to surrender from that, and Lord, we pray that you would seal us up, Lord. That we might live in a manner worthy of the gospel, as Randy has encouraged us. And that would be our heart's desire to only live in such a way as that. Thank you. I want to pray for those here and those on the Zoom meeting. Lord, that you would meet every need in every situation in the world. Lord God, keep us faithful and help us to pray. Help us to always pray. Help us to rejoice, Lord, and cast our fears at your feet as well as our trophies. Lord pray this in Jesus name. That's
1: goodness
2: be together for a few minutes here this morning and enjoy this. Randy, thanks for your message. I thought a lot about George Whitfield. Twenty thousand people is not quite the two you know, state has stands at the bottom, state at the top. They hold eleven thousand people each, each of those four things. That's forty four thousand people. So twenty thousand people is almost half that statement. One voice. Are you kidding me? But but even greater than that is, as like you said, is the power of God to work through Him to bring life.
0: The first sermon you preached, it said they said that in a small church, fifteen people were
3: overcome with the Spirit of God. It just took off.
2: That no, was 22, 23. When he was 20. 22, yeah. 22 years old. Yeah. Well, the only person under 22 here is Henry. So read up on George Whitfield, Henry. He's a good man. Mary, anything you want to share with us? You need to come up here.
1: Okay. (laughs) I'm coming up.
3: I've got the mic on this.
4: Okay. All Mm -hmm. right. Yesterday at the ball game, take five. (laughs) Because there were not a lot of people, they had prepared for a lot of people. And they prepared a lot of sandwiches. And they had a lot of sandwiches left over. And we have a lot of sandwiches in the back of your vehicle, and Carlos, which is the same be- vehicle. So we have bags. We have takeaway bags for bit Barbecue, Chick-fil-A, and we also have popcorn. <laughs> so sorry you can't get it at home because we can't figure a way to get it through the, the phone lines, and we can't get it to Panama. Arpa. Sorry. Um, but we will be distributing food at no cost to us. Uh, and, and it was a blessing that we were given all that food. So come pick up your bag and receive your blessing, Thank and you. then come to prayer meeting Wednesday yeah. night.
1: Okay,
4: thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yep, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: i got to be close for them to hear.
4: Just in response to Randy, your message, it just impresses me that... Um, George Whitfield was just a man, you know, who received a message that changed his life. And we have the same message that he has. And it, it's just a humbling thing to realize, you know, mm. what we have received, let us be like him and give, you know, that that's just really, thank you for sharing. That's right. And Penny, will you share this week what's happening with you for with your work at school? Um, This will be my last week um, with Wake County Public School System, so um, I will be starting my new job um, next week. Well, actually, I'm going to take a week off between my jobs and um, uh, just have some fun, but um, I know that God has provided this for me. I I really believe not only as a job, but also as a ministry opportunity. I really see that, that, that this is his doing, you know, and he's placing me in the right place at the right time for the right people to do the right thing. So <laughs> praise God. And uh, I have appreciated everybody praying for me um, as I make this tr- transition. So. Tell yeah. me about your last week in your heart to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> <There>. <laughs> no, because people need to pray for you. Um, um, I, I really do want this last week at my job to really just um, pour out um to the people that I have been working with um I've been working with a teacher that has um had a really hard time really really hard time, and um, I just hope that my life has been an example to her and um I'm gonna miss my kids, but um again, I know that god's God's doing this, and um I'm thankful no more.
2: <laughs> Anybody else have something you'd like to share this morning?
5: um yes okay, um I, I would like for y'all to pray for um, my uncle ivan who um was my dad had two brothers and this is the youngest brother in um south carolina but the family has gathered in south carolina he's in hospice so they are saying their goodbyes so i would appreciate he does know the lord um my my cousin who lives here in raleigh um and his um his wife mary margaret um Led him to the Lord a few years ago, and um, Mary Margaret works with Grace, so there's um, we have a connection through Penny, my friend too, my dear, our dear friend Grace. So um, anyway, but I appreciate you praying for him, and do you want to share back?
3: Yeah. Well, you go ahead. Okay. Sister-in-law's sister.
5: Yeah, Penny, who was married to Richard's brother Craig has a sister who um has cancer and um she's young. She's
3: what Well, she's not that young. <laughs> well I mean, she's, she's not
5: she's young. She's
3: probably she's not in her eighties. She's probably in her forties or Maybe. early early fifties. That's young.
5: Probably fifties. <laughs> Maybe fifties anyway. But anyway she has cancer and will be having surgery um hysterectomy, if, Yeah, probably. She'll be having hysterectomy. Um, they're they're positive about the outlook, but um, she has lots of allergies. She's got a lot of allergies and things. So, um, yeah, please pray for her. Yep. What's her name? Kim Server. Kim,
2: Kim Server. Yeah. Anyone else?
6: Okay. Um. Hi, everyone on Zoom, and everyone here. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um. Jonathan and I have kind of like. Our, our own garden that we're kind of working on. And by garden, I mean a baby. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> what, what variety
4: is your
1: garden? So, um, <laughs> you said what
4: variety
3: is your garden? Like, boy or girl, I guess. Well, I mean,
4: always, it's hard uh, always to tell.
6: I'm only three months, so we don't we don't know yet. Um, wow. But we, we found out the beginning of this month um, and I'm actually been very blessed because I have had like hardly any symptoms of y'all who know, I mean, I, <laughs> he's, he's studying, but he's fine, he's very happy, um, we, we told my parents, we told his, his family, um, everyone that we told so far is very happy, very excited. So, um, we, we can post uh, sometime in um, April, and he was very really happy. like, "Oh, April! That's when he was born." So, yeah. so. Okay. Um,
3: yeah, that's what happens when you have COVID. You don't have anything to do, well, right? That's, that's what I heard. Like, we're <laughs>
4: like, 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 doing
2: this far away doing this. Congratulations! Very
1: very 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 very
4: No,
2: no, no. Uh, uh, very good. Good. Um, fair very excited, Rebecca. All right, go
5: so, for it. Um, our daughter Jessie, has been home with us since March, April. Um, and she has worked in the event industry in West Palm Beach and they have continued to keep her on the job but the, they haven't been paying her, but paying for her insurance and she got word on Friday that as of December first, she wouldn't be returning um to that job. they didn't see it opening up anytime soon so
1: so that was really
5: hard for her because she loved that work and she um was really hoping to return there so just keep her in my mind um pray for her and um She's actually going to Florida this week to house it for a friend. And I'm sure she's actively looking. She really wants to return to Florida. That's where she wants to live. And
0: so. pray that God would open up a job for her that gives life to her. that she really loves like she did that one.
3: Okay. Thank you.
2: Let me ask the, uh, the Zoom folks. Any prayer requests on Zoom?
1: Can y'all hear me?
3: Yes. <laughs> you might let Randy know that as far as I can tell, when Anastasia gets excited, they could probably hear her in most of Carter Stadium, too. So,
2: <laughs> so she might be the a, a world-famous female preacher, who knows, one day.
4: Thank yes, you man. for the me- thank you for the message, Randy. I've been fascinated with the Great Awakening and with other major revi- revivals in the U.S. It's just really good to hear uh, a message about Whitfield. It's
3: good
1: salve for
3: this day in it is. It is.
2: Well, Camille, would you mind taking all these concerns up to the Lord? And you can he'll come up there with the Wanna ask Emile to pray. I'm good.
3: All right, hold on a sec. I gotta get the right picture on here. On. <laughs> okay. okay, well I got the mic on, so All right, that's good. That's all
4: that matters. Yeah. All right. Lord, we just thank you that you hear all of these prayer concerns. Lord, we lift them up to you. We pray, oh God, for um, just the, uh, I I'm having the brain freeze here, um, the one who's changing jobs. Penny. Oh, Penny. Penny. Thank you. Penny. Lord, I just pray for Penny, that your blessings upon her as she finishes her last week uh, with Wake County Schools. Lord, for just the grace, Lord, to leave well. And Father, to be able to bring closure and thank you for her excitement about the new doors you opened for, her. Lord, we pray for those that are sick, Lord, those that have cancer, Father, those who are in hospice, saying their last goodbyes, for your comfort, your nearness, Lord, for people to be able to express their love to one another, Lord Jesus, before they cross that thin veil, Lord, to the next world. We ask Lord Jesus for um your application of what you spoke to us today through randy lord for that um perspective lord of our citizenship being in heaven and it, to mm. just really continue to surrender things to you mm. We pray your blessing upon uh, rebecca and jonathan and the, the child that's growing within her for mm. safety mm. lord that you would just be as you the Bible says you're knitting that little child together in her womb. We pray, Lord, you would just be ministering to the spirit of that child even now. And Lord, we just ask you, Lord, for just a, a blessing upon them as they uh, as they wait, Lord, for this child to emerge in a few months. Lord, we particularly pray. We pray for Jessie Durham. Lord, I just ask that you would comfort her in this uh, in this discovery lord that she won't be returning to that job lord i just pray for that young woman lord not just for a job i pray for her health Mm -hmm. i pray for her emotional well-being lord that you will deliver her from fear and anxiety lord that you would help that help jesse that you will be placing her lord on a solid rock lord um, and that she, her faith in you would go down deeper, Lord, that the path that you have for her would become a reality. Lord, we just want to pray for wholeness in every category upon her life, Lord, for the blessings of God to be upon her. And we just pray for Randy and Lisa as they continue to walk with her in her life journey, Lord. We ask for your covering, for wisdom, for discernment. And Lord, we just thank you for each person here today, mm-hmm. in person or in Zoom, Lord, that you will draw us closer to yourself, that you will bless this uh, little group of believers called Gateway Christian Fellowship, mm-hmm. Lord, that we would be part of the worldwide body of Christ, taking mm-hmm. our place in world history right now, Amen. Lord. In our own nation, in the nations of China and Peru and Russia and Korea, so many places, Lord. Father, we thank you that we're alive at this time in history and that Mm -hmm. you are in control. You are the sovereign God of the universe. And we place our trust in you. And we thank you for the opportunity to be together face-to-face, Lord, after seven long months. We Mm -hmm. give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm -hmm.
3: Let, let me ask a question, Jan, are you working at home at all or are you going in every day?
5: Uh, normally I work at home but sometimes I will uh, go to office like last week I went to office um, okay. because we have to do some inventory cycle count, Um but I just went there uh, twice so most of the time I work from home.
3: Okay, thank you for me.
6: <laughs> thank you.
3: I wanted to know so that I know what days to come by to eat lunch with you.
4: <laughs> Any time. <laughs> okay. um,
3: All right. Uh,
4: so
5: I have a, a friend who, um, well, not a close friend, but a swimming acquaintance that I um, sometimes swim with who um, Saw that Robin just got a job on, on Facebook and was asking me about her job, but he is looking for an office manager. And, um, so I just will throw that out there. And, um, he's looking for somebody prefer, uh, preferably with good computer skills, Word, Excel, Adobe, Acrobat, PDF. Um, they have, he has a pool company and does pool cleaning and, uh, swimming pool kind of thing. Um, they have specialized pool software, and the chances are nobody's going to know about that, but they can train them. He said they need a high stress tolerance, so he's been told,
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're
5: working with customers, <laughs> um, don't need a swimming uh, or pool background, but it would be helpful. So anyway, I just will throw that out there. If y'all have questions, you can ask me.
2: Thank you, Carl. Were y'all, were y'all on Zoom? Were y'all carrying on your own conversations? <laughs> we were... So, yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be enjoying Chick Fil A and barbecue here in a minute. Um, y'all, let me know if you have any suggestions of how this might work better. Um, those of you that zoomed in, because next Sunday we're gonna try it again at Lake Crabtree. Uh, we're in the Dogwood Dogwood Shelter. I think it's a little closer for lots and a little warmer. So, um, yeah. And so uh, hopefully uh, we'll try it again and see what happens. But, but then it probably will get kind of colder later. Um, 71, Mary's saying. So um, let me know by email or call me or text me or if you've got any thoughts about how we might do this and hopefully it worked out okay
3: well let me say goodbye we're supposed to go eat lunch with anastasia and brandon uh celebrating her birthday from yesterday and tim and lisa are going to join us too so that's the reason we weren't there the day didn't have time to go from there to where we're okay. eating so good for us greg okay
2: see take y'all. care good to see y'all the roving microphone was helpful. Thank you, Richard. That was that was good. Thank you, Richard. The roving microphone was helpful. Yeah, I that, I thought when he started doing that, that's a good thing to do. Um, we'll figure it out. Give us a couple of tries.
1: Yeah. Good to see you, everyone. Bye,
2: Arthur. Right, good therapy.
1: week.
2: Bye. Bye, Jan. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye,
6: everybody.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks. Right.
4: Bye. Bye. We Signing <laughs> <laughs> off. Adieu. Adieu. <laughs>